Tuesday, the 22nd of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. And Shane, it's the 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. Has to be Richie Benno day, doesn't it, Timmy? Um, 22nd, two for 22. All the twos. <laughs> All the twos. But uh, yeah, interesting day. Um, mate, plenty of sport to talk about today, Tim. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and we have a charity auction, of course. This is brilliant. It's running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raised funds for important cancer research. There's some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a 2021 signed New South Wales State of Origin jersey. And of course, we won the series and all the games were played in Queensland. How good's that? Afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. Marnus Labashane, well, he compliments Justin Langer as Langer walks out the door. Novak Djokovic, we've got to talk about him again today. And Michael Jordan just gets people, well, he just gets people staring, doesn't he? Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Now, Shane, interesting. It's almost like he's a politician, Marnus Labor, Shane. Uh, Justin Langer, thank you so much. Now I want to move on. <laughs> That's how he put it. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I think it's good It's good that he said that. Um, obviously, he, he said Justin's really started working with him as a coach when he was averaging 30 in Test cricket, and he's, he's surpassed that by a long way now. He's averaging in the high 50s. Um, but I love the way he's going about his preparation for this tour. Um, he's got like a rubber mat uh, in his backyard or whatever with some almost some metal objects on the pitch itself. Mm. So he's practicing playing against spin. So some will bounce and turn, some will hit the metal parts and skid on. So he's really preparing well. Um, in 2004, Matty Hayden did this before we won over in India for the first time, uh, where he got got the Queensland um, Cricket Association to prepare turning dusty wickets up there in Queensland. He practised sweeping for hours and hours on end uh, in preparation to take on Harbhajan Singh. And as we all know, Matty Hayden did very, very well that tour. So Manus Labashay doing very, very similar things. Hopefully he can uh, replicate what Matty did in the subcontinent. Apparently it caused some dramas on the home front for Matt Hayden because he'd said to his wife, I'm going to practise sweeping. And she thought, oh, here we go. And then he didn't do anything more around the house. Um, yeah, that's not that funny, is it? It's pretty poor. It's pretty poor. I haven't heard that one, but I like that, Timmy. <laughs> now, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Finch in desperate need of runs, isn't he? He's, he's such a talented player, but so hot and cold. If you look at his last five years since he turned 30, he's been on the slide ever since. Look, there's no doubt Aaron Finch is probably uh, one or two, number one or two of our best uh, short form players mm. in the history. Um, he scored something like seventeen hundreds in in one day cricket. Amazing, amazing feat. But uh, in the last sort of since April last year, he's only averaged um, twenty in T Twenty cricket at a strike rate of one hundred and seventeen. If you look back to two thousand eighteen, he was averaging forty um, at a strike rate of one hundred and seventy six. So yeah. he's coming off big time. And uh, his last twelve knocks, his, his strike rate's under a hundred. So not only is he not scoring runs. 
he's not getting off strike and not scoring quickly as well. So he's um I know where his eyesight's going, but uh, yeah, the selectors have a big job to, to decide early whether he will continue for the next T20 World Cup. Yeah, because he's such an X factor when he gets going. But um, yeah, it's patchy, and uh, they're going to need consistency going forward. Now Novak Djokovic, the Novak Foles, Shane, we're going to have to start calling these the Novak Foles. He's talking about this comeback. Yeah, look, I wish he'd just shut up now. He just keeps talking and mm. going over old stuff, and maybe this is his, this is his strategy to to deal with it. Um, he's landed in Dubai for the Dubai Open, um, and he said that he's been given a very, very warm reception from a lot of the players in the change rooms. Um, he said he didn't get that in Australia. Well, well, fair enough because he uh, he was uh, coming out here unvaccinated. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously looking forward to this tournament, but he still says openly that um, there will be. Uh, tournaments where he can't play because he's not vaccinated and he stands by his decision. And Ash Barty at the centre of an unprecedented $500 million TV war. Well, big time. So the ratings have never been so good for for tennis. Um, Ash Barty uh, drew an audience of 4.1 million, which is unheard of in TV ratings ever since they really started measuring those in 1999. Um, Then you had the special Ks who drew an audience of 3.1 million. And then Nadal won the final as well over Medvedev. So it was the, the ratings have gone through the roof. Currently, Tennis Australia uh, gets $60 million a year. They want to push that north of 100. So, yeah, big, big uh, TV negotiations coming up. Uh, their deal ends in 2024. Yeah, we saw that TV series uh, in and around Michael Jordan and his time at Chicago, and it, it captured the imagination. I think everyone loved watching it. He doesn't make a lot of uh, public appearances, but he's, he's really – stolen the show, hasn't he, in, in a rare appearance at the NBR All-Star game. Yeah, I watched this game yesterday. It was uh, mm. it was an unbelievable um, uh, match itself. Uh, LeBron James ended up winning the match with a turnaround jumper in uh, in spirit of Michael Jordan. They named it the top 75 players of all time, and the last player to come out was Michael Jordan. And you could see all the other legends themselves, you know, some of the greatest players have ever graced the courts uh, in awe of Michael. And, um, yeah, he still has that X factor. But in the match itself, um, Steph Curry, he shot 16 three-pointers from 19 shots. And I'm not joking, there would have been three – there was three in a row that he was almost at halfway. He was drilling him from almost halfway three-pointers, and before the ball went in, he'd just turn around and run back to, <laughs> back to get ready for in defense. It was unbelievable right. shooting. Yeah, and look, LeBron, I still remember when he came on as a as a schoolboy and all the vision was coming through and all the TV networks, including ours back in those days at Channel 9, were showing, oh, look at this young bloke. And he's gone on to sort of map out what has been one of the most extraordinary sporting careers of all time. But he's talking of retirement. It makes us all feel a little bit older. It does, mate. He's 37 years of age now, but he wants to hang in there. Um, mm. His final goal is to play an NBA game with his son, Bronny. Now, his son, Bronny, is in junior high school currently. He's a second-round draft pick uh, in 2023, which means he possibly could be in the NBA by 24-25. So can he hang on for a few more years? I don't know. Um, He's still playing very, very good basketball. But wouldn't that be a lovely way to finish your career playing with your son? Oh, yeah, I saw him in the corporate box at the Super Bowl. He can get some bling on, can't he? He had, the, he had <laughs> chains and rings and, boy, the money is just phenomenal. Now, stay with us because we'll be talking footy, NRL, AFL and more after the break.
Eddie Maguire wants to put a roof on the MCG, Shane. Well, Eddie's gone on a junket, hasn't he? He's gone over to watch the Super Bowl. He went to Sci-Fi Stadium mm. over there in LA, and he's come back and said, we need a better arena at the um, in Melbourne. And he wants to spend a billion dollars tearing down the Great Southern stand end um, and putting a roof on top. So, look... Yes, is the MCG a little bit tired? It, it, it probably is. Um, and compared to that new precinct they have over in LA there where there's mm. you know restaurants and all that around the ground itself, Eddie wants to create that. And I think it's um, it's a good idea. If anyone can get the government to put some money into sport, it's Eddie Maguire in Melbourne, that's for sure. A roof on the MCG, that would be mm. interesting. Now, the Gold Coast Suns, mate, they need everything to work in 2022. For some reason, franchises, sporting franchises have struggled and, and I suppose the reasons in the past have been nightclubs, but uh, what do you what do you make of their leadership changes? Well, any time I, I used to go to the Gold Coast was for Bucks party, so that probably sums it up. But um, look, uh, look, they made a couple of changes. Took Miller, who had his sort of breakthrough year last year, um, has been brought into the leadership team, um, and he'll co-captain with Jared Jared Witts um, and David Swallow will, will stand down, mate, um, as 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 co-captain. Look, they're, they're going to go okay. Um, you know, Took Miller. Decent midfielder, as I said, had a breakthrough year last year, but they just don't seem to have the cattle around the paddock. But uh, we'll see how they go. But they, I think they've got the leadership team right now. That those leadership team can just drag the rest of them along a bit more, get a bit more out of their players. That they'll do okay. Middle of the table for me. Yeah, dramatic start to the NRL. Tyrell Fumuano, um, look that tackle on Hayes Dunster. That's end of his season, and there's an extra. Uh, little part to this story, of course, because his sister uh, is Hayes's girlfriend. Mate, uh, what, imagine that uh, Sunday lunch. Um, he's just put, yes. he's put he's put his sister's boyfriend out for the season. Um, that that tackle has done. Uh, it's a significant knee injury. He's done his anterior, medial, and posterior ligament in, in one tackle, mate. So that's a whole knee reconstruction almost. Um, yeah, his sister uh, Talia is. Um, uh, it will be the first sort of uh, brother-sister combination to play at one club. So, um, But I think uh, the, uh, Tyrell will be sitting out for probably seven weeks, I'd say, for that tackle. A lot of people in the world of soccer, in the world game, would be wondering why Ange Postacoglu is not coaching the Socceroos as we struggle and may well miss out on this World Cup. He's flying at Celtic. Uh, they skipped three points clear of Rangers, everyone's talking about Ange Ball. Mate, big time. And as you said, they're three points clear. They had another fantastic win over Dundee, 3-2. Winning again almost uh, towards the end of the match. So not only are they winning, they're winning in really, really good fashion. So the spirit around that club must be huge. Um, but he's keeping his eyes on the fries. He said it's not about um, the, their, uh, their biggest rivals. He's, he's watching them. He said it's just about them preparing and doing a really, really good job and playing well. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed he can get the job there done because he's had a fantastic season. When, when something goes wrong in business or life, often people say it's an own goal. Um, what about this story about New Zealand's oh. Mike Kyla Moore uh, an own goal hat trick. Poor, poor girl. Like, imagine scoring one own goal um, when you're representing your country, let alone three. In soccer, they call it a perfect hat trick when you score it with your left foot, your right foot, and your head. That's called a perfect hat trick. Well, she did that, but ho- own goals. So <laughs> oh, it would have been a very, very quiet change room. So they, uh, New Zealand lost against USA 5 0, and she put three in the back of the net. For, for for the USA. So, yeah, probably a game that she'd want to forget. 
Yeah, a lot of people have shown his support, though. Michaela Moore, uh, yeah. it'd be an awful time, wouldn't it? Three in yeah. their own net. Now, um, Formula One, of course, Lewis Hamilton, the biggest name in the game, finally breaks his silence over that controversy. Yeah, well, he's come out and he's very, been very pragmatic. He said that towards the end of the season, um, particularly with the way things went, um, losing the uh, Verstappen, that he just needed to take time away and, and assess mm. what he wanted to do and where he was at personally. Um, but he said the hunger is still there. He still wants to drive. He still has the passion, and he's going to be back bigger and better this year. So good on him. But, uh, yeah, it's a really, really sort of pragmatic approach, and, and I think that's what should happen in sport. When, when things don't go well, you don't need to, to address it straight away. Go away, see how you feel, see if the hunger's still there. And if the fire's in the belly, then you continue, and that's what he's doing. It's a good bit of advice, isn't it, sometimes when mm. life is described as a Melbourne Cup, not a golden slipper. Take your time. That's it. It's a good thing to say to young people as well who are looking at sporting careers, just take your time. You don't need to achieve everything in a flash. Uh, now, quite a bit of excitement in and around the Australian Grand Prix that hasn't been on for a couple of years because of the pandemic. We saw the airports open, so I think a lot of people in Formula One are looking forward to that of course in April. Now finally Greg Matthews, he's a, he's a polarising figure, old Mo. I saw him at a, a charity function just last week. He seems in good spirits but he was an interesting guy to play with. He was and he's a guy that still makes me laugh today but uh, he's definitely out there. We call him the king of everything um, but whenever he was batting, he would be if you were 12th man, it was an absolute nightmare because you had to be on your toes every second of the match and he would often call you out even a couple of times in the over to run out a drink or or a jumper, or then he wanted to get rid of his jumper, he wanted to change his gloves, or he, he wanted a helmet, he wanted his cap, so or a drink. So he, he'd keep you on your toes as 12th man. Well, one day he was, I was batting with him, and he was singling to the, the 12th man. He was almost making like a G shape in the air, and we couldn't work out what he was doing. Well, he wanted his, his wife's G string. He said he was struggling out there, and he wanted, her, he wanted his wife close to him. So Steve Waugh used to wear the red um, flannel at, at the sort of pocket of his, of his whites. Well, Greg hung his wife's red G-string out the pocket <laughs> and he just wanted to close to a man to get through that tough time and that's what he did. Oh, how long did it take to decode that that's what he wanted? <laughs> the the, the 12th, 12th man ran out and said, what do you want? He goes, my wife's G-string. He goes, what? He goes, it's in the bottom of my bag, man. Go get it. I need Gillian close to me. <sighs> that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors, Timmy in Main Haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow to do it all again. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.